Welcome back to the Girl Who Failed at Drinking's podcast. We are on episode number three, and today I am here with my special guest, the one I love the most, the handsome, the sexy Junior Meza. So special. <laughs> You're Definitely. special to me anyways. Yeah. Um, Glad to you. be here. Yeah, yeah, thank you for being on my podcast, babe. Yeah, definitely had to try to make yeah. some time for this. Bring you in. The episode's a little bit late, but um, he did start a new job. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, been it's a blast so far. Definitely a little life-changing to our family, which is good because obviously, you know, you're always working towards that goal. And we finally... Yeah, I feel like I finally kind of found a niche in my... I do too. And it's uh, it's going well. Um, I was kind of joking. I was like, oh my God, Junior is... Junior's a car salesman. Like that's what his that's who he is. But yeah. I think it, it suits you. Yeah, no, and it's not like I'm a cheesy car salesman or anything like that. Um you just kind of start <laughs> to develop um just good professional habits and it sets you apart from the other cheesy car salesmen. True. As well as having um some sympathy and yeah. a little bit of a little bit of pride with it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm sure it helps being sober too. Yes. Oh yeah. So um, let's see how, so I'm 21 days, almost 22 days sober. You are what? 24. Yes. Cool. So you are two days ahead of me, mm-hmm. which I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that we're able to do this together and I think we both know it works a little bit best. Oh yeah. Shout out, shout out to Heineken double zero. Yeah. Um, Free definitely wine. has, <laughs> It's definitely like helps, nice, yeah. yeah, with a little bit of cravings that the sometimes cravings, occur. Or, see, I feel like my cravings happen when I'm in a social setting. Like, when I'm around everybody and they're drinking, I'm like, oh, like, it's natural. You're, you you know. But. Or at the Western Idaho Fair and everybody's. Yeah, they didn't have drinking. any Heineken Zeros up there. But that's okay. We did. I do. Like, I ended up getting this wine from Winco the other day. And it's called Free. So, it's alcohol removed. They have a. Fruit, champagne, a Merlot, and a Chardonnay, and they're very good. Like I was surprised. Yeah. Junior was worried. He's like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "It says none. I promise." (laughs) So, um, so what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about kind of like? Let's go back. Yeah, let's go back. Let's do a throwback. All right. So, do you want to start? Like when we when when did we meet? Where did we meet? For the people who have no idea, or that drives you nuts. I know this drives you nuts when people are like, they don't know. They know you. They don't know us as us, which is true because we have been together for over half of my life now. So it's weird that people don't know me as Kinsley Meza or your wife. Right. You know, <laughs> um, I totally understand that. <clears throat> so when did when did we meet, babe? Do you remember? High school. Yeah. Do you remember? High school um, in the hallway. Originally, that is where we met. You're right. I was yes. thinking the baseball field. I was talking to one of my friends, and you had walked by, and I was like, "Hey, Chance, tell Kinsley, <laughs> grab Kinsley, tell her to come here real quick." Yeah, I still remember talking to you. Yeah, and it's, I feel weird because it's like I think cocky as I am, <laughs> as cocky as I am, I feel like I was kind of nervous around you sometimes, and maybe it's just because of the fact that your body the, knew the rumor. It was the rumor that I heard. Oh, that, good lord. Kinsley just wanted me that bad. I did. And I don't know. It was kind of powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, because I had only had like one boyfriend. I guess you really only ha- I know. Okay. Yeah, I really kind of only, you had, only like had one girlfriend. One girlfriend. But I only had one boyfriend and I had only hooked up with one person. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the <Yeah>. difference. <laughs> so um, I don't know. For me, it was like that desire was like weird because I had really never had that for anybody. Um, but yeah, and you then desired we desired me. We I did, and then I. That's a good like, way to put it. That's really modest. Yes, I desired you. <laughs> yeah, that is immodest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and then we met. Then we met again. Like, well, the when we when we exchanged phone numbers was at Bora. Yeah, at a baseball game. At, yeah, at Bora as well. But I was at a baseball game. I think Ruben and Tim were playing. Yeah, and my Legion. little brother and. Yeah, and um. Stopped by to watch the game. Kinsley was there. He asked for my phone number. And as he walked off, I was like, he's never going to call me. And he did. He called. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's and, it, folks. From there, no, it was. Um, and then fast forward just a little bit. Yeah. We eventually got really close. And so close that when yeah. I went off to college, 
Kinsley came with me. Yeah, I did. Well, remember what, like my parents tried to move me to Las Vegas with my mom and I had really never like, I hadn't lived with my mom since I think I was seven Mm -hmm. and given her situation was like a lot more stable and she was with Dave and it probably, I mean, I I can't even think about going down that path because I'm like, I wonder what would have happened, but um, it probably wouldn't have been the worst thing for me to live with them and start college or high school down there. But that's not the plan that God chose for me. No, definitely not. You decided to rebel a little bit. And... I was very rebellious at that time. I actually really feel bad. Like, I'm sorry, mom and dad, if you hear this. I was a little bit crazy that summer. Summer of 2007 was a little bit wild for us. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of started all of our kind of addictive issues or. Yeah. Like we had just knew like that summer that we, yeah, we liked the same things and we liked to party. But we <laughs> I liked to party. Yeah. <laughs> we did like to party. Um, I mean, it was a kind of a different kind of party, obviously. Um, we were still young. Yeah, still Alcohol young. Alcohol wasn't really readily available. Yeah, and we, somehow somebody gave Junior some cocaine. I'm not quite sure how that happened. Yeah. But <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah. And then I ended up getting pregnant. So I ended up, you know, Junior um, went to college. And my best friend at the time, Jessica, and Olivia's dad, Tim, came to break me out. They pretty much broke me out of my mom's house. And we drove back to Los, to Boise. I don't even know. I'm, I still feel so bad about this. Like, even just talking about this, I'm like, sorry, mom. This was just way, way dramatic. Um, <clears throat> Run away. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you remember that's the whitetail when you and John went up to whitetail? Yeah. And then. That was a wild scene, Yeah, too. we met. And um came down to Boise, grabbed you, and yeah, we yes. headed back up to good old Moscow, Idaho. Yes. You I by. will say, because I'm going to, like, <laughs> now I should touch on this. Of course, you know, a lot of people know that Olivia is not biologically Junior's daughter. Um, but during this whole, like, breaking me out of Las Vegas and yada, 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 Tim was my first love, and we ended up hooking up one time, and that one time led to Olivia. So we're very mm-hmm. glad that she's here. We love oh, her very yes. much. And Junior, honestly. Very, very glad. I'm yeah. actually. She changed our lives. Yeah. She definitely changed our lives for the better. Yeah. Um, I of... did not know that that one time, though, would. I mean, I think anybody hopes that that wouldn't happen. But unfortunately, <clears throat> it did happen. So it was never like I was like this big horde. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody no. made, you know, in like the rumors for a while. No, it wasn't like that. Um. But yeah, so we ran off to U of I mm-hmm. and put Kinsley in, in high school up there. Yeah. And then, and then I found out I was months, pregnant. Yeah, a few months later, lo and behold, she's pregnant. So we packed up and headed back to Boise to where kind of what we know, you know, you go with what you know in certain situations like that. Yeah. We came back into town. Um, I started working. We got into a place with my sister. I went back to Bora. I was... Like, so I first went to alternative school and I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, my child's going to be like, I can go to alternative school. I can do this because mom did this. Um, so I took myself back to Bora and to graduate, I had to do what day school and night school. So I ended up having to do four hours after school, Monday through Thursday of night school and also work. I worked with Katie, got me my first job at Great Beginnings, junior sister. And so I was going to school from seven to three, working from three to five thirty, and then going back to school from six to 10. Yeah. And I was working, um, at the time I was working at the airport. Yeah. So I was working at like five in the morning, getting off by two or three, and then I was able to kind of chauffeur Kinsley around when need yeah, be or gosh. gas prices. I was just going to say roof. that was back in 2008 when the recession hit hard <laughs> yeah. and gas prices were almost $5 a gallon. It was ridiculous. And we had two cars that definitely guzzled up gas. And we were 17 and 19. <laughs> yes. Yeah, super young, doing a lot of adult things, super young. Um, I feel like that also kind of plays a part in just our journey so far through life. We did a lot 100%. of adult things at, at a, a very young age. age yeah. And it, I mean, you know, we had to, we did what we had to do. You know, we were trying to provide for Livy and just trying to set ourselves up, even yeah. though, you know, we kind of set ourselves back with some of the decisions that we had made. For sure. But yeah. I think, I think the thing that bothers me personally the most about how I was, was 
we were very responsible and we actually didn't really drink like junior when, you know, I guess like fast forwarding a little bit when we ended up getting married and we got married in 2008 and then we had our wedding in 2009, Mm -hmm. we left for the military in June of 2009 and we moved to North Carolina. So I was like not even 19 when we got there. Um, but when we lived in the military, we really didn't drink. No. Like, Junior would occasionally drink with yeah. his army buddies. And, like, the one time I drank, I ended up giving myself TMJ from throwing up and having to go on post to the doctors. But other than that, like, we were pretty good. Um, yeah, you were vomiting so hard you damn near broke your jaw. Yeah, that's what yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and see, and it's like those little things, when you look back at it, it's always like, those little those like yeah, times where you're too. like oh my gosh, I almost broke my jaw because I drank so much tequila and vomited so hard. It's like, why would you continue to do it? But it just shows kind of how powerful addiction and and these substances can be. Where it triggers that part of your brain. But yeah, and see, I think think where I got ahead of myself, and I think this is what hurt me most in my addiction, is I had this mentality, like just because I was 20 years old and we had a house and a car, like I thought I knew everything about life. And, like, I tried to control things and, like, make things happen when, you know, they just weren't supposed to happen that way. And I think that that kind of got me in a lot more trouble as I got older because I had to backpedal and be like, whoa, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. (laughs) I need help. Like, wait a second. Like, life is really hard. Being an adult is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, My dad told me, don't fuck your credit up. And guess what? We fucked our credit up. That's the one, like, I regret that so much. Like. You were so right, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Your credit's everything. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're trying to get back there, Tom. Yeah, we're trying to get back there. We're, we're, we're working on it really hard, actually. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So, military wasn't too bad for us. No, no, it was great. Um, like she said, we were not too really, uh, not really into the drinking scene, but occasionally when we got together with some friends and stuff like that, it would happen. Um, I've had a cu- I had a couple nights with the boys, you know, St. Patrick's Day and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, even looking back at that, I mean, I thought that oh, I was no. dying, and yeah, you, you know, didn't drink for like a long time after that. Yeah, vomited my brains out off of Irish car bombs. Oh, it's so funny and... though, thinking back, like when you <laughs> used to drink, like you wouldn't drink often, but remember, you would just get fucked up from, would, from yeah. sitting in the chair you know and your brothers yeah. like posing with you oh gosh we've had some yeah in, had every some... time i came back to boise there would always be at least one big drinking night with the boys oh. and whatnot and oh, goodness yeah one time was yeah enoch and everybody was there we had tequila and this was Trantula. the first time i thought that i didn't i thought i didn't like tequila because i had some and i just ended up falling asleep literally sitting in a chair while everybody else had a good time around me and (laughs) we're talking about memories the next day and i'm like i don't remember any of this and they said yeah you were asleep within the first five ten minutes of us drinking and no it's just yeah it's weird to look back at it because you're like man i felt like i was having a having fun or i was everything was good but it's like no you we we knew with you though okay so what do you think the first like especially with us in vehicles and drinking where do you think the first indication that do you um, remember i yeah. have a specific night in my head the night i wrecked my honda yes exactly yeah. i was uh i was having some drinks at our house this is um this what, is 2009 right? like this was before we left for the military yes right before we left for the military we were playing beer pong or drinking at you my were... sister's and then oh. my my friend Soudan came over and shout out to Soudan. I still He'll love probably you. never hear this but no, we'll what up Soudan? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he uh yeah, he came over, we were hanging out. He had a uh, Mercedes at the time. I had my Honda Accord and we decide, "Hey, yeah, like we're pre- feeling pretty good. Let's go drive to the strip club. Junior's leaving. Let's go to the strip club oh, for one more time's sake." Yeah. <laughs> which strip club <laughs> not she wanted to teach you because you weren't old enough to get in it was probably no like it was like a, yeah erotic city or i don't forget what it was called at the see time. friends but, yeah we took off in the cars and let's <laughs> <laughs> get past this the strip club part okay because we didn't even make it um <laughs> we took off in our cars he drove his car i drove my car we thought you know i thought i was untouchable and you know uh started racing around on a back street 
Souten took a corner pretty fast. I thought I could do it as well. And next thing you know, my car is in somebody's fence. You'll learn throughout this podcast, junior and vehicles. For I know you're probably thinking of my DUI, but no, there was a couple times the junior yeah. has done some amazing things with some vehicles while he's been drinking. Yeah. And that, I mean, and go and just, we're not trying to condone that or say it's okay, but no, it, no, it happened. It's, just it's the, real. Yeah, it's, real. it's life. Like, yeah, I mean, I know that there are plenty of people out there that drink and drive and haven't got caught. And so they think it's no big deal, but it is a serious deal. It's something that we you know, never, never, happens, ever yeah. do anymore. Um, I mean, it's, there's just been, I mean, multiple times where it could have been our lives or somebody's life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, it's. I'm terrible with vehicles. He's terrible with vehicles <laughs> and alcohol. Moral of the story. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. So I guess we're in our story. We're kind of like when you were getting out of the military. That's when yes. I feel like our alcohol. Well, that's so I turned 21 in 2012. Right. And that was about or the no, time. I turned 21 in 2011, and you got off. You got out in 2012. Right. So, and then we moved to Austin, Texas. Yes. And we were. Well, it was just, I mean. Thrown to the fire of 6th Street. (laughs) Yeah. Just in general, like, it was a lot of transitions. We had moved to a city that we had no idea, you know, anything about. We were transitioning from a very, very, very stable income to not stable. You know, that's when I first had to start working. And. Um, that wasn't in our plans. You know, we didn't have three kids and two back to back within 21 months to, you know, go into work. And I mean, not saying it was just, we decided that it would probably be best if I was a stay at home mom for a while. And, you know, so it just broke, kind of broke our, broke our picture. Yeah. That mentality I had of everything's going to go the way I think. Yeah, totally. And so that's when I feel like that's when life really slapped us and was like, hey, yeah, we didn't have a like you guys aren't as you guys aren't as like ready for some challenges as you guys. think. Yeah. And and we were really alone. I don't think that that was a misconception of us being down there. That was like we moved down there with family, but we we did. We we did. We moved to be closer to family, but the closeness kind of never happened. It, but I think just beyond that, I mean, we all had our own stuff going on, but I think just in general, like, I think that the family that was down there and their, their misconception is that it was so easy. Like that was, that was terrible. Like we were very, very unhappy at that time. Both. I mean, it was just lonely. I yes. Think. Yeah. Very lonely. We, we, we just weren't used to going from the military life to a civilian life and us both having jobs and actually the way our jobs were set up, it was almost like we were on opposite schedules too, which created a whole lot of dead space, if you will, between yeah. us and communication wasn't as good. We both ended up having an affair on each other at that time. Yes. It was really, really rough. It was just, it didn't feel like our life anymore, I guess is the best way to put it. No. Yeah. We definitely were like almost living separate lives and it's, it's kind of hard to even talk about just because of how close we always were, how close we are now. It's, yeah, we created this big divide in each other. And, you know, of course, we weren't as successful as we could have been because we weren't a team. And that's always, mm-hmm. you know, that, and that's the biggest thing. Um, I mean, we, we live by that big motto of teamwork makes the dream work. And I feel that, you know, when we are sober, we are the best team together. We are always conscious of each other. Since we've grown up, I know, like, we did have, um, like, early on in our relationship, infidelity was a little bit bigger. And and that's one thing we can't really blame on um, alcohol as much. But it's just... No. I just think it was just, you know, being a young, handsome man and also trying to commit to being a family man. Yeah. You you can't do both. You can't have both. No, you can't have definitely can't have both and i think it i was mean a, you're handsome a lot but of... you can only be handsome to me yes and to your mom and your sisters <laughs> and to our kids but yeah the um the mentality sometimes that we get in our heads can play a big part in our addictions um whether it be addictions to sex or alcohol True. drugs um 
I mean, you know, I had this mentality for a long time, especially when I got out of the military and especially when I got um, back from Iraq, I had this invincibility mentality where I thought that I could do anything. Nothing's going to stop me. I can do whatever I want. I've survived war. I'm a war hero. I'm a paratrooper. Like, I don't know, just all these facades came into my head and I think that I'm just God's gift to earth for some reason. And yeah, yeah, and it led to a lot of bad decisions on my behalf and nothing that really had to do with Kinsley. It was just my own messed up thoughts. And yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that really, that's always hard, but, um, yeah, but yes, alcohol became a really big problem when we were in Texas. Yeah. That's when it opened up the doors for us. Um, but I ended up getting pregnant. We ended up moving home. Mm-hmm. And But boy, was Sixth Street fun. Boy, Sixth Street was fun. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's where I'm like, we definitely need to go there. Um, I would I love to do a party. I, love to, I would love to do it sober, though, just to see, like. Just people watching. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The people watching. I'm sure people watch people were watching us at some points. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. Yeah. But Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was still, I mean, we, like I said, we, we had a lot of fun down there, but it just wasn't conducive to us being a family and a team. Yeah. Which was my worry in general. I don't think it, we could have moved to Timbuktu. I think that that was just my worry of getting out of the military. Like I kind of had this feeling. Um, So we moved back to Boise and we moved back to Boise what we um i mean it was like we 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 were just over 21 i don't feel like we excessively drank like no we did go to old chicago quite a bit yeah that's (laughs) actually when that was kind of what started started there was um you know of course craft beers were running rampant at that time and we were wanting to try everything not as bad as they are now but we thought it was kind of like a sophisticated thing to you know try beers and taste different beers and you know, the, the old Chicago World Beer Tour is kind of a fun program if you guys haven't done it. But yeah, you get rewarded for drinking, which is kind of a kind of a messed up thing to do to people, especially if you have a problem. But at the well, same time, that's just like, see, that's their job, though. That's yeah. To sell, oh, yeah. To sell no, it's smart. great marketing scheme, by the way. Yes, great marketing. Um, But we did. That's our old Chicago family was our family. But I don't think, you know, what our divorce was our demise, you know, that was for sure. Sorry. I feel like, was that like boring that we just went over all of that? I don't know. I hope not. I hope it wasn't. And yeah, I think think it was exciting. I mean, I don't know. I'm sweating a little bit (laughs) thinking about my past past. transgressions. Gosh. Yeah. It was just uh, a wild ride. And, um, you know, in 2015 we split. Um, I don't want to say like, just things were very crazy financially. Um, who? I can't. You can't pause it. Okay, well, just keep going. Well, I guess we're gonna we're gonna take a short break, but you guys won't even know because I'm gonna pop right back on. You feel better that you checked on the nobodies at the door? Yeah, sorry about that. Gosh, we're just we're dog sitting, and there's well. two small dogs, so they bark at each other. They bark at everything um but i do you remember what we were talking about since you hopped up i don't yeah just going going towards our divorce yeah well just our divorce in general i think that i think we were both really lost i just that's all i can think is like i don't know what i thought i had a girlfriend at the time that was very in my ear that divorce was going to be the best thing for me and was just like yeah like you should leave him. You should leave him. And, and it just, I don't like, I just, I don't know. I don't want to say it necessarily got in my head, but it almost like when you're hanging out with that type of a person, you just start questioning, like, is this the right thing? Yeah. And I yes. feel like some of the things that like I questioned were financial things and yes, finances are very, very important, but like, those are things that could be worked on as well. And you know, like, there was just, there was just like a, a lot of heartburn from obviously the past. And I think that we could have, we we're like I said, we we're young, we we're 24, 25, like counseling or therapy is not the top of, you know, our list only because we we're just not old enough to, we weren't really mature enough to yeah. even think like that. And, and I don't think our, yeah, I don't know. 
it was just, it was difficult, but, um, yeah. And of course, being around people that didn't try to, you know, promote staying together and working things out, we were definitely hanging around people that wanted, you know, thought that splitting was the best option. And of course, you know, yeah, I think we had that on both ends. It was like very encouraged. And I mean, which is really hard, you know, um, Mm And it goes back to kind of, you know, getting in the right mindset and and yeah. having, you know, people that want you to do good and stick it out. Yeah. I think everybody you. kind of around us at the time too had like a, we just have all grown like yes. in such, it's so, it's so weird. Like, I just feel like we're all just so different and a lot wiser and we see the bigger picture we've seen enough now to know like, Oh, the grass is not greener on the other side. Right. And it's easy to get blinders on too. When you're, you know, you got the fog mm-hmm. of the drinking or like wanting to do more or seeing people do this. So you think it's okay. And yeah. Yeah. I, do, I know I fell into that trap quite a bit. Um, when we got divorced, I was wanting to be out. Kind of wanting to be out just so I could see Kinsley, but you know. Yeah, he would do things to torture me. Like he would be like, everything was to torture me, and I'm like, that was so the wrong way about going. I just wanted to get your attention. You did in all <laughs> Good, the wrong bad, ways. Or indifferent. Like my my anxiety was the worst. My blood pressure was probably too. <laughs> yeah, I know that I had blood pressure issues at that time as God. well, which is so weird to think about. Um, but people, it's... I'm like, why did you date that person? Did get back at you? I'm like, well, shit, sure, sure did, honey. Good job. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of things out of spite, and I definitely went about I it the wrong the way. Scorpio in him. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely the Scorpio. For sure. Yeah, that's a that is that is a Scorpio trait. Oh like, my god! Oh, you did this to me. That's okay. I'm gonna yeah. get you back twice as hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he would. Um, but no, I like speaking for myself, like I know when our divorce happened, I didn't have junior, I don't have any family in town, like none. My kids are the only people that I am blood related to in Boise. So while junior got to move right into his mom's and he had his sisters and like all, and believe me, his great support system. You did. Um, junior sister, Katie really helped both of us a lot. She was there, you know, to do way more than she should have as an aunt for a lot of years. You know, and I feel we will never be able to yeah, think or repair repair enough, but it's, you know, that was yeah, I'm just yeah, that was Katie. Katie yeah, you. <laughs> since, but you're, yeah. You're an angel. Um it was I mean that for sure was that that like when I look back is definitely a support system no matter what the alternate not alternative feelings but the underlying feelings were like she was there to support me so i do feel like that and but other than that i mean it was just really hard for me like i didn't i had to live with like i had to rent rooms from people like i didn't know and just nobody that was looking out for you yeah they definitely had their ulterior motives as well yeah, but on. that's when I would start drinking. Like, I'd go to the bar all the time because it was like, well, shoot, what am I going to do? I have nothing to do. And there's always somebody to talk to at the bar. Like, I. There's, it's always kind of a fun environment. Yeah, it, I know. it's a I fun environment, the, but the there's draw. legitimately always somebody to talk to. Yeah, that you can sit on a bar stool and yeah. spill your guts to, and then they pass no judgment because. The coolest person I've ever met at a bar stool invited me to Four Seasons Maui. I was on a layover in, like, Seattle for like six hours trying to get to Las Vegas. So you can be, meet some pretty cool people at the Yeah, bar. but they could also be serial killers. I know. Too my and... mom's like, you could have, don't, you're not going. You could have ended up in a hefty bag and Hawaii's, you know, a really big ocean. They will not find you. Sharks and all that. <laughs> I'm so, thinking yeah. of like Outer Banks. I know, seriously. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched that show, definitely it's get good on one. It. Outer yeah, Banks. Outer Banks. Actually, it really stressed me out. Like, some nights I'd be like, turn it off. Turn it off, Junior. I'm like, this is so. Your None of this would go, yeah, would go this wrong and yada, yada. It really messed with my anxiety. Um, <laughs> but there we go, digressing again. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, I felt bad for Kinsley. She definitely didn't have the support system that I had. And, I mean, I, in turn, I mean, I kind of abused my support system yeah. when I started, you know, drinking as well. And like we I both said, started, I always, yeah. 
kind of, I would see Kinsley out and I would think that I kind of needed to be out, but I felt like it was just because I was trying to be as close to her as possible. I realized I had messed up a lot of things in the past and, you know, I started really, guess, I guess, feeling our divorce. It was, um, it was rough and I wanted to drink, drink away and it definitely, yeah, it definitely wasn't anything that I wanted. Um, I kept, you know, every night kept finding myself like wanting to be with Kinsley, wanting, you know, our old life back and just knowing that if, you know, there was a chance and I just, but I just didn't go about it the right ways. I had a lot of, like I said, I was drinking. Well, and and for a while I was really disconnected, like the most disconnected probably I've ever been, which now looking back at reality, well, no, just from you too. Like it was just like, I was like fuck you like there's no way you know and that's so crazy that we're back to where we at now because i thought yeah i just i mean i yes there were some times where i was like angry at kinsley and it definitely put a damper on like us trying to get back together it slowed the process way down when it was just like bro you need to accept it you love this girl with all your heart there's nobody that's ever going to be as good as her or good to you as her. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. True. Yeah, nobody knew this because if you knew Junior and how he was at the time, there was no way in hell you would have known this. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, like I'd block him DMs. and he would Gmail me. Oh, yeah. He would email me. <laughs> WhatsApp. Yeah, any, Gmail, anything that he Snapchat, could. Snapchat, <laughs> Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. But, um, I just, but yeah, yeah, that definitely, definitely played like a huge role into, um, yeah, a huge role into just like what, um, you know, how, how I, my demise rolled from drinking, Mm -hmm. you know, I was drinking, I, I got fat. Junior told me I got fat. (laughs) I did get really fat. Like the, the year after our divorce, cause I was in the gym all the time, like super dedicated, and <laughs> yeah it's just an un- it's unhealthy you you think about yeah how unhealthy my hair stopped you, growing where my, like yeah it was were, bad yeah. i looked horrible like i just you could tell like that unhappiness and you know i was i the first person i dated was divorced almost in his 40s and a raging alcoholic <laughs> So that didn't help because that was like, I mean, I don't even think him and I like hung out and ever had a sober conversation or were able to like hang out, like just chill. Yeah. Chill. Like, it was like awkward. Like if there was, yeah. Like, like that. No. if there was not alcohol involved, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? You know? And that's, yeah, that's super crazy too. I'm sure you've had some of those relationships. Yeah. I never felt ever felt comfortable i mean of course mine never lasted over a month or so yeah no and thank god <laughs> <laughs> um it always seemed to be like a 30-day clause with me um after 30 days it was just like oh this person's not kinsley and yeah he definitely would like this be like so what happened this time and he'd be like oh she ain't you yeah like, <laughs> isn't that this song or all this stuff that i'm like yeah i, I definitely you. tried to tell you that but Um, but yeah, like we, you know, and then we would fight and drink, like we would, Mm -hmm. or we think it's a good idea to go have a drink together, together, like to try to hang out while we're, yeah, arguing and yelling about the past. Yeah. And just things would just spiral out of control, but the sex was great. (laughs) The sex was great. That's (laughs) one thing that even like now I'm like, don't you miss when we just would like get really drunk and have wild sex? Yeah. I mean, it's the sober sex is awesome too, but yes. it's just a lot more. I don't know. <laughs> that liquid courage. Uh, you how do you, get... yeah. You're like willing to open all the doors when you're drinking a little bit. <laughs> Nothing hurts. There's a lot less pain involved. <laughs> oh, good name. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no being sober is you know and they talk about that a lot on other podcasts too they'll have people and be like so have you had sober sex yet and i'm like yet like wow that -hmm. would be weird to just like stop having sex but i could see why people would stop having sex if they're used to having 
sex yeah, all the lowers, time. Yeah, lowers your inhibitions. It does. You know, you're sure. a lot more self-conscious, and that's making me nervous. I want to take it off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we um, we we yeah, we've gone through it. Yeah, and put each other through it too. We did, and it just seems I don't know. I, I we've been recently just reaping the rewards of being sober yeah we did like things like i've kind of talked about as you know when i relapsed because we were both sober for years i mean yeah so. like i had had like a glass of champagne and that broke my sobriety but like i've said like i couldn't lie about that and be like i mean yes it was only one glass one day and i continued to stay sober for another you know six to nine months so it was like 18 you know it was like a lot it was like 18 months almost but i'm honest with myself so i can't you know what i mean that's that's breaking it um that's a huge thing um being honest yeah yourself about it and yeah no it is i know that you know that like once you start seeing your day count go up to like when i was like oh i'm only at 14 weeks like I, rem- I can't wait until I'm back at nine months. I can't wait until I'm back at this point. And it's like, it'll come. But, you know, that's, I think, also just the day count in itself. If you keep that in your head, it kind of stays front and center. And you're like, okay, like we're going to be- beat this. We're going to do this. And it truly is, though, one day at a time. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it could be the smallest thing that, like, triggers you. I mean, I don't yeah. – sports time again. It's football season. And totally. It's definitely um, I'm starting to feel that, that trigger where – true you know it's sunday morning and you know you want to drink some or a man mosa a man mosa um but real quick i think we missed like how even like when we when we got back together like what what, what timing was it oh gosh it was like this time no I'm sure the, right before this time it was like june three of years 2019 yeah. yeah it was like june three years ago three years Jeez. yeah yeah but yeah we um at that time, I think we had date we had kissed so many frogs that it was never gonna happen with anybody else. Like just no. between like trying to co-parent or just in general, like be with somebody else. I, I dated the last relationship I was with, I dated somebody that called me an alcoholic almost daily that made really good money and he bought me cooked champagne for Christmas. Like <laughs> Who does that? I don't know. Like, you're an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. Here's a $4 bottle of champagne. One, you're cheap as fuck. Two, what? That's a, yeah, it kind of sounds like abuse right there. Yeah, like it's like narcissism. Like, you're like, um. You're an alcoholic, but here's alcohol. Now let's watch, sit down and grab some popcorn and watch the show. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I was just like, wow, like, I don't think anybody will, you know, and then that, the first guy dated it, like, all like exploded with his new wife that I've done nothing to except just date the same person she did way before her. Like, it doesn't make sense. People are just, you know, after you go through all of this stuff, you're like, the grass is truly not greener. You're, you're going to end up completely miserable or I don't know. I felt like I was trying to just like, I couldn't even be myself. Yeah. So I think that that like after this last breakup I had gone through and I had been kind of used to get through like a big court case. And it was just, it was, it was a lot that I really, that's when I took time to sit back and be like, it's, you know, my family is, has been the happiest days of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah, looking back on everything, it's, it's family. We've all, we both, you know, wanted families since, you know, we got together when we were young and we yeah. definitely had to get back in that mindset again of, what do we really want in life? What are our goals? What are the things that make us the most happy? And it seems to be like we we find them and then sometimes alcohol will come up and kind of put a wall in between it. Um, between then, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I think it just starts with our and, yeah, goals. Um, and our, our sobriety has just been – every time that we're sober or, you know, we – once again, going back to the, you know, you can't have recovery without relapse. Um, yeah. You know, I, I feel that that's, you know, it's not an excuse or anything like that to relapse. But at the same time, it happens and you can't get down on yourself. You can't feel that pity. Poor me. You got to just wake up the next day, 
and do True. better and make the right choice. That's easy. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's <laughs> a lot easier said than done. No, for sure. Yeah, it um, is. it's definitely a lot easier than said than done. But and yeah, like we yeah. So when we tried to get back together, that we tried to do it with alcohol as like our mediator. Like we would go drink, and like at that point, then we'd try to talk everything out or yes. you know get emotionally involved. And that was right around the time that I got my DUI. Um. You yeah. know, and that changed both of our lives. Definitely did. That we, was a, that was our our all, ultimate turning point. Yes, because, it was huge. And I I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard because you know we both put ourselves in bad situations and hurt each other really bad. I mean, yeah, mine was like a physical hurt, but it was it was me being stupid while I was drinking. You know, we're we're in the car, and I start fighting with kins because I'm super drunk and over nothing. And next thing you know, she's wanting to take me home because in the past, like I have been abusive while I drink yeah. and, you know, and that's, you know, it's like I said, drinking is no excuse for actions, but at the same time it yeah, does lower Which your is... inhibitions and, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. And I, you know, and I did the ultimate no, no, you know, I put my hands on Kinsley a couple of times. And so when this situation arose and a lot of people know, you know, I was in a bad accident um, where Kinsley was driving and I accidentally, like I had my door open like an idiot, seatbelt off, threatening to jump out and, you know, whatnot and telling her like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking tuck and roll. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're driving and I have the door open and, I fucking hit fell out. Yeah. Kinsley hit a curb. I fell out. I, I got wrapped, like... wrapped under the, the tire and broke my pelvis, ankle, thumb, some ribs. And, you know, and I don't, and this is like one of the, the hardest parts is like Kinsley was not at fault. And now she's kind of suffering the consequences for what happened that night with her whole court case and it's it's really kind of messed up because we were just both we were both i was really drunk stupid. i should have just never and gotten this in no dealt with it yeah and it's should like and I, and I feel terrible like I yeah and i feel terrible because it's like but. i know i know the way i was acting like i know where i was at you know and it, it's like dude if you're not wearing your seatbelt and you got your door open you're kind of asking for Asking for trouble. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, you know. But but and, I was drinking, and I blew quite a bit, and I should have never been behind the wheel of a vehicle no matter what. Right. Um, you are the most important person in my whole life, though, and I would never um, – people are like, you're so lucky he's alive. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky every day that he's alive, but it was never my intention to, to kill him hurt. or to hurt him no. or – you know, I, that's never, you know, the story is some of the stories I've heard. I'm like, what? Yeah. Just to clear the air on that. Yes. So that was, <laughs> did I run you over three times? No, you did not. I mean, you didn't, you didn't put it in reverse and back over me. <laughs> God, God, no, I no. Mean, and I didn't go home and put my feet up on a coffee table. No, that's, a, that's another story that I'm like, what? Yeah. I turned on the closest road to me. Got out. I mean, I was on foot to go get you. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm sure people are like, you shouldn't be talking about this. But it's No, fine. it's okay. We're good. You yeah. can talk about it. I'll just listen. Yeah, no, we... No, but yeah, now, I mean, and Junior just actually, you know, this is one thing that I feel horrible about. It's like my relapse that I just went through. You know, Junior had to deal with a lot of that. I mean, now we're, we're you know, we're back together. He's never lived... We've never lived together since we've been alcoholics isn't that weird right that's crazy to think about we've never mm -hmm. actually lived together when we've both been alcoholics and had to like deal with that so neither of us really know i mean we're trying to help ourselves we also know we have an issue like it's just like this ongoing thing that we're like battle it's a tug of war i mean it honestly, is but this last time give a little take a little give a little take yes. a little and junior had to deal with a lot with me i just i really lost it i had I had a lot of stress with um, court going on, you know, and the status of that. And I, like my mom said, she was like, I knew you were going to kind of go, I don't want to say off overboard, but when you cope with your stress like that and people around you know you've already been 
drinking or that's, you know, like you've been socializing with alcohol. Well, yeah, that was like my main, my main homie for like two weekends. It was horrible. Yeah, it was definitely a side of Kinsley that I really don't like to see. I hope um, you never see that side. I'm like, and definitely, yeah. yeah, I don't want to see that side of Kinsley again, just because it was like you were possessed. Yeah, it and, and I've it's the alcohol demon was the, inside of you, and yeah, it was like, it was like I can't even say it like it was an alter ego because there that wasn't an alter ego. That was like the spawn of Kinsley. <laughs> but bad. at the same time, I feel like there was um a lot of issues that she's been that she's gone through in her life. I mean, even since a child that actually just wanted to just kind of jump out of her body and she was upset and rightfully like so. Things. And it was just all at once. I mean, there's just a yeah. lot that came to the forefront during that time. Yeah. It was so crazy. And a lot of, you know, past trauma issues. But we did, um, but I've gotten into like, okay, obviously I have my podcast, which is really nice too. I'm still learning, like, I guess, because this is kind of like a journalism type task where, like Junior said, we're trying to, like, tell a story, but also make our way back to what the main point is. But that's also, you know, that's new for me, which really, really helps with my sobriety. And then I've been, um, I'm going to start EMDR trauma counseling and then, you know, some substance abuse. So it's not like we're not actively working. It's always at the forefront. It's very, very important. Um it's just when people are like, well, now you got to stay sober. I, you know, I think that's the worst thing you could tell. It's like telling a pregnant woman that can't get pre or a pre somebody that's trying to get pregnant to stop trying and it'll happen. You know what I mean? Like when people are like, you got to stay sober. It's like that is 100% my goal and I hope to God that happens. But forever is a long time and that's a scary mountain when you think about it like that. So I try not to – I'm more like like – one bunny hop a day works for me yes we're on to day 21 tomorrow's day 22 yeah and, and of course trying to fill our schedules too now yeah um just staying as busy and as productive as possible helps oh we my are gosh. able to outlet you know with kinsley's podcast but also you know with our work we both actually have been doing really well at work and with work yep and you know it kind of goes back to that that awesome thing sobriety i know <laughs> we were pretty cool we're pretty kick-ass we sober. are we are we're pretty kick-ass with our sobriety and then with the mentality we have now um i think that that, that that's just how we've gotten kind of like to where we're at because we're not assholes anymore not that we were but i just thought like i think that even when we're sober and we just like thought we knew everything Mm -hmm. Or like had an opinion on everything, and now I'm like, nope. I'm like, life, life will teach you. Yeah, stay, <laughs> life's you gonna stay teach humble. you, homie. Yeah, yeah. You I don't need to say anything. Stumble. Stay humble or stumble. Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to stay humble, and and then of course, you know, celebrate small victories. That's huge. Celebrating small victories. Yeah, um, just like when the like, yeah. I'm super excited for our future. We have a lot of. You know, it's kind of cool. I guess the best part about starting over and getting divorced and like, you know, we're better. Like we're the same people, but we're better people now for each other. And that's so important. It's like having the right answers to the test. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like taking the test again and yeah, having mm -hmm. already taken like the practice test before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it just really worked out. And, you know, now we get to get we get to have another wedding and celebrate that love that was, you know, that was started so long ago that a lot of family members endured. And so now yeah. we're, now we're kind of trying to think about how we want to do the wedding. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. At first we're like, okay, we're getting married. We're going to do it in Boise and yada, yada, yada. And now I'm like, no, I think we're going to rent like vacation houses somewhere tropical <laughs> and take the family, and take the fam, have somebody or like get ordained online and then marry us. Yeah, Saul Meza or Robert yeah. Officer. Jeremiah. One of you two. Jeremiah would be a good one. Huh? He would be a good one. He's all tatted up and like. Yeah, to, or gay. You have to wear your sunglasses too, oh Jeremiah. God. Jeremiah shades on my eyes. But no, no Atlanta Braves stuff. <laughs> or Gabe, Gabe Gable. I know, but that would um, be awesome. Yeah, just to be He's able to celebrate with our family. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Gabe was. Um, yeah, go, I mean, and of course, you know, just having open communication and staying close to your family members, even though, you know, you feel 
might feel ashamed at sometimes about your actions while you were drinking or the past, (laughs) but get opening up that line of communication and staying close to your family, I think is, has been a really good outlet for us. I know Kinsley, you know, she, she definitely clings to my family quite a bit. And I I do love that. We just have a lot different relationship now, which I'm grateful for. Oh yeah. It's just things that, yeah, it's been again, like, I don't know. Like, I think we all just, realize the grass isn't greener i'm not i love them they love me yeah and you're not say. not going anywhere yeah, yeah. even and if you were you're still you did some right. crazy people when we were oh first. god we'll <laughs> so, get into that another time no we don't even need to what we need to get into though and what we should talk about is how um not not this episode i think we should wrap this one up but um just how like how we can be how being raised or like our past can really contribute to like alcoholism too. I should touch on that. I'm also going to have some really exciting guests coming up as well. I can't wait um, to hear their stories. And, you know, a lot of people are choosing sobriety and it's, it's being talked about a lot more. Actually, no, it's being talked about a lot more, which I appreciate because it's a problem and it's been a problem. Um, I think it's a huge contributor to anxiety. Like, I've had anxiety pretty much my whole life. And don't you feel like it's so much better when I'm not drinking? Like when I'm sober, sober though, not like not drinking like here and there, but when you're completely sober, it almost eliminates that you're able to clearly process, I guess is how it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're able to really kind of see things for what they are and not make a mountain out of a molehill sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got some really exciting stuff coming up. Um, I'm really, really excited that everybody's been so supportive and yeah. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Yeah. Kinsley's Thanks, been babe, really being over- on my show. overwhelmed with the, with the support from everybody. Um, and yeah, we just, we appreciate it and we're just going to keep trying to serve up juicy media episodes. Yeah. Just, I mean, well, not even that, just talking about things that, you know, are hard to talk about. Are hard to talk about, should be talked about, you know. Just there's so much other things being glamorized. Like I love NBC and now that I'm in my thirties, I wake up at least once a night to pee. So I'll usually wake up and then I have to turn on the TV because it puts me back to sleep. Dateline puts me back to sleep. So um I would what was I saying? I was completely yeah we're yeah we're getting cut off anyways so anyways guys thank you until next week and hopefully it won't be late junior won't be the junior won't be on it so it'll be on time (laughs) 